Hello and welcome to the Wedding Dish Podcast. Grab your fork and knife and take a seat at our table as we dish on all things weddings. You'll hear stories and tips from real couples and wedding pros about love, life, and entrepreneurship. I am Sarah Alipin. I'm the host of The Wedding Dish and the CEO of Photos from the Hardy and District Bliss. And I have my little Snorosaurus bud, Clouseau, behind me, um, my French bulldog bud. So hopefully you won't hear him throughout the entire time, but, you know, he likes to add his little color in there. <laughs> uh, before we get started, last week we dished with James Woodall of Woodall Wealth Management, and we talked all about how to manage your finances so that you can have a stress-free marriage and retire at the age you want to retire and enjoy all the things in life that you want to do together, um, which may or may not include underwater pumpkin carving in scuba gear. (laughs) We were just talking about that. I'll fill you in on that in a minute. Um, So today we are dishing with the founder of a website and service designed to help couples plan their weddings by creating custom, professional, minute-by-minute timelines for their wedding day. The CEO of Wedding Day Timeline is here with me today. Human, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm very excited to be here. So we started off when um, when Human and I got on here before we started recording, and I was telling him that next weekend I am going to be doing underwater pumpkin carving with my husband <laughs> while we're scuba diving, and then there's a scavenger. In a quarry with a black hawk. I mean, it doesn't end. In, in, in like small Virginia, what is it? What was it? Rollsville, Virginia? Rawlings. Rawlings, Virginia. Right. I know it. Yeah, it's not far. It's like an hour from me. I've never been, never heard of it, but now I know. And now I've got to go get scuba certified so I can start spending Halloween underwater. I mean, it's so, it's just so much fun. I would highly recommend. You've done it before. You've actually done underwater pumpkin carving. I have not done that yet. I'm very excited to do that. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have to take your own pumpkins or they provide the pumpkins? They provide the pumpkins for you. Wow. And they're there underwater. You have to carry them down there. How does that work? Or do you know? You have to carry your pumpkin. So it's an exercise. It actually uses a bunch of skills um, for scuba <laughs> <laughs> because you have to be able to carry something in your arms. And in scuba, you're not supposed to use your arms very much. Um, they're just kind of there. You use your breath to lower, raise, and lower yourself. I mean, you can also use your BCD, but. Um, ideally use your breath and <laughs> um, to change your buoyancy. And then you also use your legs. Um, so you have to carry it. And the weight of everything as you get further underwater um, changes because the pressure of the water changes and the way the air, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's. <laughs> this is awesome. Well, I, I, you, you'll definitely have to send me a picture of, of what a pumpkin looks like that's been carved underwater. Yes, and if we do get pictures of it, I will send them also, although I will not be taking pictures because it is fun time, not work time. That's right. (laughs) I wish you luck with it. Maybe they'll do some trick-or-treating down there too. You know, I just love it so much. It's going to be so fun. I'll let you know how it goes. Please. I, I I really would like to know. All right. Well, today we are actually dishing about weddings, not my crazy things that I do in my personal time. Um, <laughs> um, Human, let's start with the basics here. So um, walk me through kind of 
what is a wedding timeline? What's included in it? And why is it important? Because I know, you know, we're saying we, it's one of those things where to, to us, it feels like it's second nature, right? Like we know what a timeline is. We, yes. But to most people, when I ask for them, they don't necessarily know what they're giving me. So um, let's start from, you know, sure. basic I, I level. Yeah, I, I would say that um, almost everyone that I've talked to, and by this I mean like brides or grooms that are planning their wedding, um, through through this app or using the site, almost to a T, they all report, oh, I, I've kind of got mine started. And then they'll say, no, I have nothing like that level of detail in my timeline. And, uh, and, and some people are like, I don't want that level. I want it to be, you know free-flowing, go with the flow, good times, like a movie. And um, it, it, not their fault, you know, because this isn't talked about, you know, wedding photography for 17 years, and nobody talks about this, no one. And when they do talk about it, it's done in very vague and general terms, like you need to have one, have some buffer time, plan some time alone, you know, in, in very kind of for lack of a better word, cutesy way, but doesn't help. And I think what people need to realize or should realize is that you're spending a year on average planning for this day, which can have anywhere from 50 to 400, 500 people, depending on what kind of wedding you have, um, multiple professional photo shoots, spiritual or religious ceremony, cocktail hour, a big dinner, dance party, professional hair and makeup. I mean, like endless things. The day is like 15, 16 hours long. And people are planning it without a map, right? It's yeah. kind of weird. And then a week or two before the wedding, I guess I should put something down. <laughs> well, it's a bit late for that. <laughs> I mean, yes, do it. But so to loop back around and what's on a wedding day timeline, it's it should be all the primary events of the day, starting with when hair and makeup begins, um, when bridesmaids get dressed, when the bride gets dressed, when the groom gets dressed, flowers are delivered, um, where you're going to get dressed. Is that the same or different than where you're putting your hair and makeup on? Are you going to do a first look? Yes or no? If so, where? Is it different than where you're getting dressed or different from where the ceremony is going to be? If you don't want to do a first look, do you want to do separate photos beforehand? Do you have time? Does the location allow it? How long does it take to get from point A to point B? How long is the ceremony going to be? Where are you going after that? Is there a cocktail hour? When is that going to start? How does that you know, connect with the start of the reception time. When are you doing photos? When is sunset? Or are you going to be doing them in the dark? Have you thought about that? When is the grand entrance going to be? And then what? Then dinner. When are the dances going to be? On and on and on until you get to the end, which is I'm having the end. What's going to be at the end? Is it just going to end? Or are you doing a last dance? Is it a private last dance? Or are you doing sparkler exits? Are there shuttles to take people out? The only way to have a true, fun, relaxed, easy wedding is if you plan for it to be fun and relaxed. 
The only way that movies are fun and relaxed is because they spend four years in development with scriptwriters, line producers, budget people, hair and makeup people, making it so that when it's filmed, it's fun and relaxed, and they're filming it, you know, four, five, six, seven takes. So to have this kind of Pinterest, Instagram view of perfection, you got to plan for it. Without a doubt, I, I fully believe that the timeline is the most important time, document of your wedding day during planning and on the wedding day itself, short of potentially your marriage license, but <laughs> <laughs> debatable. Yeah, you you nailed it on that. You know, I because as you're as you're talking about this, like one, you know, it's how long does it take you to get from point A to point B, and how long does it take you in the shoes that you're wearing? You know, if you right. if you're wearing crazy shoes or if you're wearing sneakers, like there's a difference there. If you have six inch heels on, um, and those are things that people just really don't know they need to think that's about. Right. So that's why it, I love everything that you said. You covered all of it, um, including having sunset on there, because that's a really important piece if you want any sort of photos at golden hour. And that's... Also, big- if you want photos that are not in the dark. Yes. I mean, it is, I mean it's, it's happened to me surprisingly so many times. What, wait, we have to do a first look? We didn't want to do a first look. Your ceremony's at 5 and sunset's at 5.15. What? Daylight savings was last weekend. Oh God, you know, like this, this conversation We're we're having an important, we're having a walk through uh, the botanical gardens for our cocktail hour. It's super important, but we don't want to do a first look. Your ceremony is at 530. It goes to six and sunsets at 605. So it's going to be dark. Forget the photos. The experience isn't right. All because of sunset. Yeah. And it's not their fault. It's not the bride or groom's fault. They don't know. No one's, as an industry, no one educates them on it. The education from the industry is just 10 tips. If I'm spending 20, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 planning for a year, I don't want 10 tips. I want someone to tell me this. Yeah. It's weird, right? Why, why, do, why do couples every weekend endlessly compromise? Imagine you go buy a car, forty fifty thousand dollars. I kind of wanted, you know, a blue car. Uh, we don't really have blue. We got burgundy. I guess. Yeah. I compromise. <laughs> I guess I'll get a burgundy one. I guess. I didn't plan. You know what I mean? It's weird. Yeah, it is interesting. Like what? And part of it maybe is that it's the f- the only time you're really doing it. Ideally, it's the only wedding you're having. Um, it's the only time you're coordinating that level of event, um, unless you're doing it professionally for some reason. So, But how come, I, I, I mean, let, let me argue with you a bit. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is the only time you're doing it. But for whoever's having, the vast majority of people having weddings are spending a lot of money relative oh, yeah. to their relative to them, whether it's ten thousand or seventy five thousand. It's going to be a lot of money relative to their scale of economy. Yeah. So if you're spending a lot of money, why is it their fault? Yeah, I mean, I guess they have they trust their vendors because they haven't done it themselves, and and so then, I mean, but, I I think 
finding the right vendors is one of the most important pieces, but perhaps, yeah, you know, for sure, for sure it is, for sure it is. But even so, I mean, it, it's, I'm just arguing in circles now, but is it really up to the florist to tell you how your wedding day should be? How about the f- photographer, the videographer, the band, the caterer? They've all got the, the problem that we have in weddings is that people operate in bubbles. Vendors operate in bubbles. You know, if, if, um, you know, if I, I, I was telling you I shot a, a I, I, past two weekends I was in DC shooting weddings. And the extent of my interaction with any vendor was roughly maybe two weeks before, three weeks before the wedding. Like, hey, here's the timeline. Let me know what you think. But, I mean, I don't know what the band is going to do. I don't know what the planner's planning, what's videos plan, is the flowers going to be there? All of which I'm I'm speaking to, which actually led to problems on the wedding day for these weddings, just oh, within no. the past two weeks. Right? That's... So and and but and, and the thing is that is that yes, all everyone gets married and they're happy and they go away. And like I got married, it was awesome, it was a great day. I absolutely loved it. But inevitably when you look back on it, my own wedding included, you'll think back and be like, man, I wish if I knew. And you say these kind of things. They might be small things. They're not huge. It's not like, you know, sometimes they're big things, but they're not, generally they're not huge things, but they're enough that it sticks with you and it's a little thorn. And it, I go back to the same thing. If I'm spending 12 months and a bunch of money planning for something, there should be no thorns. So ultimately, making wedding day timeline was a result of seeing this over and over and just like, why, why is this? This is so weird. And how am I complicit in this? How did, you know, look at these poor people. I mean, not poor people. Look at these great people. They're doing all this stuff. And why am I solving problems every weekend? Because since I've done wedding photography, it's always been full day. It, I don't do by the hour. So my normal day is something like 9 a.m. till 11 p.m. It's when hair and makeup starts, when the girls you know, get together. I'm there. And so I hear it, and I see it, and I'm observing. I'm like, whoa, that's a problem. That happened. Why am I solving this problem? Why am I running around like this? Wait, why did the band guy just do Dude, I'm not, the video's not, what, you know, it's like, you're just like, what the hell? Oh my God. So, and I just, weekend after weekend, trying to help them solve a problem before it becomes one. So, you know, creating winning the timeline was for this, in that it, especially if this is the first thing you do for your wedding, you get engaged, don't hire anybody. Make a timeline. Go to my site, figure something out, whatever you want to do, make a timeline so that when you interview your vendors and I'm like, hey, Sarah, getting engaged. I love your photos. And you're going to tell me, cool, what are you planning, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, uh, you know, I got a big dance party. I'm going to get this, you know, 20 piece band with a nine piece horn section and like my aunt's coming from Germany and you know, blah, 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 blue colors and great cake. And I got, you know, whatever. Donut flambés with ice cream. Not at all relevant to a vendor. 
when it comes to the initial interview? What would be relevant to you? Well, if I could turn if I could just say, hey, Sarah, you know, yeah, I'm planning all this stuff. We got 150 people coming. Um, you know, I, I, I like post photos. I don't like post photos, whatever. But I'm planning this. And I show you my timeline. And then you look at it. Oh, you're getting ready at 9 a.m. And you're going to 11 p.m. You're not doing a first look. And suddenly, you'll be able to comment and say, okay, I know this venue. I know this location. This looks good. This doesn't look good. Have you thought about this? And when I finally say, you know, Sarah, you get this great vibe. I love you. You know, you do like this cool pumpkin underwater thing. That's cool because like, you know, my fiance does underwater pumpkin carving too. So you'll get along great. You know, we do all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, I want to hire you. And you say, hey, I got, yeah, these are my packages. Six hours, eight hours, 10 hours, you know, $4,000, $5,000, $6,000. What am I supposed to do? I don't know. What's your budget? What difference does it make? It's not relevant. I've never done this before. You know, but if I have a timeline, I can tell you, look, getting ready is not important to me. I could, I just don't care about you taking my picture. But the last dance is, and I got a first look. And you can say, okay, looking at this timeline, you need me for eight hours or 10 hours or whatever. And suddenly you're having a realistic conversation. If I go to a venue and like, what are you planning? I'm playing all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. Here's my timeline. And the venue can look at it and say, uh, well, this has you going till midnight. Yeah, is that a problem? It is because we have a noise abatement policy and we have to cut music off at 10 o'clock. What? Really? Wait a minute. Does that sound weird? It shouldn't because it happened to me at a real wedding. In oh, the middle yeah. of the wedding, at 8 o'clock, the event manager telling the bride, hey, listen, you got to cut. We got to shut down at 10. And the bride's like, what are you talking about? We're going to midnight. Giant miscommunication. Who knows what? Band hadn't started. Late night snacks hadn't been served. Videographer had been hired till midnight. Photographer had been hired till midnight. All this stuff has been happening. They're just sitting down to Indian wedding, just sitting down to eat dinner at, you know, some 45, 8. And, and I see this argument happening. I'm like, what's going on? I eavesdrop in. I'm like, oh, crap. And what they have to do? Shut down at 10. Who dropped the ball on telling them that? Oh, my God. What, what I think happened was that the person that they talked to a year prior when they booked the venue is different than the event coordinator that was there on the day of. Oh, God. Who knows what other <clears throat> miscommunication? Someone thought it was a Saturday and not a I, I don't know. Who knows? They didn't know. No one told. The, the couple didn't tell them we're going to midnight. I, I don't know. Who, you, you just don't know. But either way, oh, my God. That is, is terrible. Is yeah. All of... All of these kind of endless problems end up getting resolved with this. And one thing about our site and what we do is that we've made this whole process so easy, it's done in five minutes. We make everything you want in five minutes. And I think many couples, especially if they're having like a religious ceremony, they have like, they have to do a uh, time with the efficient priest or the minister or somebody like pre-wedding counseling like hey, do you two want to have kids I, I and i didn't do it but i i know that they have these they have these kind of questions that force you to talk about stuff that you might not talk about because netflix is more interesting or whatever so <laughs> we basically do the same thing so when you log in and you go to the site we ask you the questions that typically you haven't thought about where are you going to get ready 
And oftentimes, couples haven't thought about this. Like, well, I'm, I don't, I, maybe it's an apartment. I don't know, a hotel. I, well, it matters. It makes yeah. a difference. Oh, yeah. So we ask you these kind of questions, and you're forced to say, hey, fiance, do you want to do a first look? I don't even know what that is. Well, here's a video, and here's some text that shows you. And this may be why or why not we want to do it. Okay, well, I guess no or yes. But you can always go back to this. But at least in five minutes, you're forced to these very basic questions that are important. And now you have a timeline. And you can say, oh, well, based on this, the guests are getting ready at like 7 a.m. for the girls. I'm not a morning person. I don't want to do that. I'm not getting started doing anything until like 11. Fine. Do your thing. Change it. Make the changes. But at least you know. The most important thing being that we want you to have the wedding day you want. Not be told that you need to do this. Ask what the bride and groom want for their wedding day experience and then create a timeline and empower them to either make changes to it or say yes. Either way, put them in control, showing them how their day could be. I love that. You're arming them with knowledge. Yes. Because there are a lot of pieces that you don't, you don't know you need to factor in and, um, you know, or when your photographer should arrive. Well, if you don't care about having getting ready photos or if you want the final touches on makeup or if you want everyone interacting when you first wake up before you have a splash of makeup on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that. It, it helps because... You know, a common thing, giving gifts, gifts to your bridesmaid. Well, if your photographer is not coming until like, you know, 30 minutes before the dress goes on and you want that reaction photographed, now you know, oh, my photo's not coming till then. I need to wait. Yeah. Yeah. Or if I want him to photograph a toast, I better wait. Or if I want photos of the robes, I better wait or adjust or change. Something needs to happen because... Now I see what's going on. And if you do all this, then on the wedding day, you're just like, dude, whatever. I already figured all this stuff out. Now I can chill. I've already planned for the day I want. And everybody knows it because everyone's got the timeline. Which yeah. is another thing that's interesting. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of talking. Do you want to should I keep babbling on or do you want? I mean, you're giving a lot of great information or I would have interrupted you. <laughs> you no. Know, what, what happens? What happens? And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong from your perspective, from your experience, but the only person with the timeline is the bride. As a photographer, you're typically asked by the bridesmaids, the groomsmen, the parents, hey, when do we get dressed? Hey, where are we going after that? What's next? They typically don't know. Often it's not uncommon that you'll see like the bride's supposed to get dressed in, you know, 10 minutes and mom's over there in flannels because she's getting hair and makeup. It's like just chilling. It's like, mom, you know, you're going to help so-and-so get dressed? Oh, yeah. But not like that, right? No. When's that happening? In 10 minutes. Well, my dress is in the other hotel with my husband. Oh, you know, mad rush to call her son or whoever. Run that, you know, delay, delay. And these 5, 10, 15 minutes, they make a difference. Oh, yeah. So what do we do? Is that through the site, we encourage and push everybody to text and email through the site the timeline to all the parents and all the wedding party members. Now everybody has it. 
What's another thing that happens on the wedding days? Happens surprisingly a lot. Someone important gets lost. Oh, all the time. Bizarre. 2022, so, how do you get lost? It happens all the time. Or they sneak off to the bathroom right when they're about yes. to get photographed or walk down the aisle. So when they get lost, yeah, it's not like they're dumb. They just, they don't know. Yeah. No one, no one thought that this person is new to this area or going to a place they've never been. I should talk to them about it because you're doing it without help and you're doing so much. You're working full time, going to school full time and planning a wedding full time. It's intense. So what do we do? We also email and text Google map links to all the locations on your wedding day, to all the parents and all the wedding party members. It's in their email. It's on their phone. Smart. There's no excuse. No excuse to have someone missing from the groomsmen photos, miss out on your family photos because your parents got lost going five miles and they didn't show up for an hour and 20 minutes. Happened to me earlier this year. No excuse during an elopement with two sets of parents that, it, that the ceremony in the summertime is late by an hour because the groom's parents could not find the park. And the groom's stressing on the phone, trying to walk them on the phone through to get to the park while the bride's in her car in a hot summer waiting. There were six people, eight including the officiant and I. How is this possible? This happens. Surprisingly it does. a lot. It happens so much more than you would think, too. And the number of stressful phone calls that we have had to listen to, I, I can't even count them. Yeah. So that's why. In Wedding Day Timeline, we text and email Google Map links and the PDF of the timeline to everybody. That's smart. We do that with shot lists, too. We have them designate a person who yeah. knows their VIPs um, that they want post photos with. And then we, we make sure that that person and that all of the people who are VIPs that for the posed photos, that they know they're in the posed photos because otherwise they will go get a drink. They will yes. go to the bathroom. They will, you know, run to feed You're not the part of the photos. What do yeah. you mean I was part of the photos? You're the <laughs> uncle. Oh, I didn't think I'd be part of the photos. Come on, man. What? <laughs> you're killing me, man. You're killing but, me. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they're not. Sometimes the couple just wants photos True. with parents True. and then that's it. And True. Um, I think sometimes like, well, you either get one or the other, right? Like either someone thinks they're very important that is yes. like not part of the very important crew or like they yes. don't realize they're that important. Like grandma ends up riding the shuttle and she was supposed to get in a um, car, like a, take an Uber with the parents so that she could be there for the yeah. first look or whatever. <laughs> Something. It's always... Yeah, it makes it much easier when you're when your people know that they're your people too and that they yes. are armed with the information so that not only do you have all of this but like everybody else has access to it as well. That makes just makes life so much I mean the, look the goal of the wedding should be that life is easy so that you can enjoy it. Yeah. And anything you can do to make that easier so that you can enjoy it is yes. gold. Yeah. So not only will it I think, especially if you're doing this, it's the first thing you do. No matter when you do it, it's good to do it, even if it's six months in. But ultimately, not only does it save you the stress and aggravation and frustration, it also saves you from making expensive mistakes. Yeah, that too. But you have to go back later and correct. 
because you didn't know or you didn't see the connections through no fault of your own. You didn't see the connections between these particular events. You hire a venue. Like, cool, I got the venue, good to go. Oh, and look, they got this great uh, getting ready space. Awesome. You go about your way. You know, a month, two months before the wedding, you suddenly somehow realize, wait, wait, I can't get into the getting ready space until two o'clock. Oh, yeah. We're supposed to start, we're supposed to start at like 9 a.m. What the hell? Oh my God. What? I'm sorry. And it's either we simply can't open or pay more money. It will open early, but you have to pay more money because you're using it. We have to send staff, blah. And the last thing anybody wants is deal with this weeks before their wedding. Yeah. Dealing with the wedding right now. They're like, hey, uh, can we move the ceremony? We're moving the ceremony in four weeks from uh, five o'clock to five thirty, something like or five thirty to six. I can't find it. from five thirty to six. Is that good? I'm like, if you want, is the you know the the planner. I'm like, but, but we'll do photos afterward. No, you won't. It's sunsets at six oh five, and where we're getting married, I know where that is, and I know where the sun's going to be, and the trees are there, and it's going to be. Getting dark, dark by just before six. Oh, why is all this happening? Well, the officiant is doing another wedding, you know, forty minutes away, thirty, forty minutes away in another, you know, another small town, or not small town, another place has to get there. I'm like, why are we dealing with this four weeks before the wedding? Yeah, how did that officiant do that? <laughs> all weird stuff. You think they're one offs, but I mean, they happen. Yeah, they do. They happen. And I'm, I fully believe that if you start as soon as possible with a timeline, you just, it's, it's, the timeline is the bride and the, the couples, the timeline is the couple's contract with themselves and their wedding day. This is what we want. And now for the vast majority of problems, the weird stuff that happens, you just give someone the time, like, this is what we're doing. We want to, so, I don't know, uh, someone in the family wants to do photos at a certain time. And it becomes this big argument. It's not an argument if you show them the timeline. Here's the timeline. You see? Where? When? We're not going to be there. We're going to be here. But where can we do it? Cocktail hour, for example. Or with this efficient example, it's like, Hey, look, this is it. And on our timeline and inside the uh, website, Sunset is a prominent part of the dashboard. It's right up there under your names and your wedding date. It's like name, wedding date, sunset time, and time until your wedding. And on the timeline, both in the edit mode and on the timeline document itself, sunset time is there in bold, sunset. So that when you make these plans, you're like, oh, wedding party photos at 7.45, and you see sunset at 7.30, you're like, bang. Oh, wait a minute. That's not going to work. <laughs> Glad I saw that. Yeah. And to be clear, you know, sunset <clears throat> is when the sun goes down below the horizon. So when you're planning for sunset, especially if you're under trees, like in the example you just gave a minute ago, you know, it it the sun should not be at the horizon line yeah. either. You know, you need to think about you want you want light. I mean, yes, can your photographer make light? Yes, if 
but uh, also make sure your photographer does have that skill set because not every photographer does. And even if they can make light, doesn't mean that the background's going to be lit up. And it doesn't mean it's going to look the way you want. You know, right. if you want those photos with like a lens flare or like some sort of lighting that's coming in from behind and it's very romantic and whatever, then like you got to plan for that time slot. Yes. Um, and generally speaking, your photographer is going to know that, but having the timeline is going to prevent you from missing those shots. Right. Um, and it's better to have have it built where you can, um, like, I don't know, it, I'll, I always ask my couples if they want sunset photos or golden hour photos. And then if it's during dinner, I'll steal them away for a minute if we didn't plan it into the timeline. But it's so much easier if it's planned into the day. Yeah. That's um, why the last question on your onboarding, your five-minute onboarding, the last question is, do you want sunset photos? along with a, a two-paragraph description about what they are and why you might want to do them. Do you want Perfect. Yes or no. And then that's it. You click, see my timeline, and that's it. You get it. That makes it so much easier. Um, I mean, especially I love – and you mentioned this a couple times, and I mean, we haven't actually addressed that you've mentioned it, so here we go. Sure. Um, you mentioned a couple times that you're defining some of these things and explaining why they might be important on this website too, which is kind of yes. cool. So you talked about first look and what the pros and cons of doing a first look and what a first look is. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that a couple minutes ago. Well, yes. I can't remember which part of this you mentioned it in, but it was yeah, there. Yeah. And then talking about sunset. And so it sounds you know, like you're, you're not only – asking the questions, but you're educating the couples yes. here on what these different pieces of a wedding, because most couples do not know what a first look is when they come into an inquiry. Right. And why they might want to do it or not, whether it's yeah. a logistical reason or an emotional reason. Um, so yes, we do that. And, and, and also talk about things like having a special first look. So in, and I, you know, by special first look, traditionally people will think first look with dad. And we've made a conscious effort to use language which is inclusive and um, questions which are inclusive so that everybody feels included. Because not everybody getting married has a dad. They no. passed away. They don't have a good relationship. Their uncle is more important. The stepdad is more important. So we say, like, do you want to do a first look with someone special? And guilty of this myself, the groom is always ignored in this. And it was only until I was making this site and this app, I'm like, why are we ignoring the groom? Maybe why doesn't the groom want to have like a first look with their mom? Because I've just photographed that like two weeks ago and she was so excited and she had I her know. moment. And you know, so we asked that, does the groom want to have a first look with someone, your mom, sister, godmother, grandmother, aunt, dad, whatever. It doesn't matter, but we ask the question and you think about it. Okay, why would you want to do this? If you don't want to do a first look, do you want to do separate photos? Why would I want to do that? I don't know. Maybe there's not enough time later. Maybe you want to get to it earlier. Maybe you've talked to your photographer and you've mentioned this and you know they've brought it up and now you're reading about it. Okay, so throughout this, we do the education on all of this. Another thing that we do that we haven't talked about is that we have Google Maps built into the site so that 
we will calculate your travel times accurately, not just randomly, but based on the day that you're getting married using Google historical data. Smart. Because, as you know, Friday uh, traffic on 495 in DC is radically different than, I don't know, Sunday morning or whatever. So, what you think might take 10 minutes really might take 40 minutes because that weekend along that route, historically, there's been the Susan B. Komen cancer uh, run and roads get blocked off. You're like, oh man. Yeah. You know? These things happen, and what should take five minutes or ten minutes, it only takes thirty. And those ten or fifteen minutes, I mean, they kill you on the wedding day. Oh yeah, and they can kill the vendor too. You know, like yes. um, I I photographed a wedding years ago now, but they got married um, at top of the town, which is oh, right- just there, like six months ago. <laughs> Oh, For the really? first time, amazing space. Oh my God, I love this place. So cool. It, it really is. There, yeah, it's it's awesome. My only complaint is how slow those elevators are. Oh, oh God, the worst. my God, they're oh. so bad. Oh my God, it's um, the worst. Oh, uh, and so, yeah. so listen, we. I, I'm going to jump right in. It, it, I didn't think of top of the town. What I thought about was the, how many times I've been in these hotels and at the hotels on the same day is like some sort of kids athletic tournament. And it's like a million like 10-year-olds pushing all the buttons going up and down, delaying the thing. I'm like, holy crap, we just spent like 12 minutes on the effing elevator. What the? And so yep. that's why we build these buffer times in, in your travel. Yeah. You build them in. And so when, you know, what you think should be like a 10-minute a thing, no, you need 20 or 25 minutes. And yeah. if it's extra, no problem. But man, yeah. when, when you get down to the bottom and someone forgot their bouquet, oh man, that's another 12 yep. minutes up that elevator and back. My God. And no, it happens like, so often. All the time. All yeah, the or time. Or the boutonnieres. Oh, the boutonnieres. It Classic. happens all the time. Oh God. So how many times have I been like, great, ready to the first look, dude, where's your boutonniere? What boutonniere? Oh my God. Where's the florist? I have a boutonniere? <laughs> yeah. Not their fault, right? But but like this boutonniere thing, you think, oh, we'll just quickly put it on. First, no one knows how to put on a boutonniere. No one knows what side. For sake of argument, just put on the left side. Nobody knows. People just make this stuff up. Nobody knows how to do it. They put it on. But to do it, now it's like, how long? first go find it and get it. If you're lucky, six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Find someone to help you. All the guys, uh, there's no one there. It's a first look. It's private. Go find someone uh, who can do this. Walk here, put it on. 15, 16, 17 minutes later, boutonniere is set. Or you don't do it to keep the timeline. But then when you look back on the photos, someone's going to be like, where's your boutonniere? I yeah. picked that boutonniere. I paid money for it. No damn boutonniere in the photos. What the hell? You know, F, F me. Oh my God. Hey man. Oh God. You know, this, t- and it's not their fault. Yeah. So what do we do on the timeline? It doesn't say, you know, David and groomsmen get dressed. It's like David and groomsmen get dressed and boutonnieres. <laughs> and boutonnieres. We put this on there. Like, put on the boutonnieres. Yeah. This, this tiny stuff, this tiny stuff is really the thorns in people's side, you know? Yeah, and it's the things that unfortunately sometimes don't get noticed on the day of. If they are noticed, then you're scrambling to fix it, right? But like yes. sometimes it also doesn't get noticed. Right. Um, and then that means, you know, the photographers 
just kind of operating under, you know, what they've been told. If they have not been told that there are boutonnieres and there's some sort of, let's say, special pocket square, they might assume that that's taking the place of the the boutonniere. So it's a lot of, yeah, all those little teeny things that are super teeny tiny are also like kind of a big deal. You spent a lot of money on this. You should... Yeah, I mean, how much does a boutonniere cost? Like 50 bucks? I don't even know. It's, I don't know. I'm going to guess. $35, 40 $50, something. It's going to cost yeah. something. Yeah, you I mean, especially it now. It comes in a special box. It's got like all wrapped up. I mean, it's important. Yeah. <laughs> and it's sitting somewhere. I just don't know where. Not on yeah. your lapel. Yeah, and someone always has it that has no idea that they were supposed to have given it to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's a groom like, what's this thing? Huh? I don't know. I thought it was for the girls. I thought it was their bouquet. Dude, that's not a bouquet, man. That's a boutonniere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or they put the wrong one. Oh my gosh. There are so many, so many options for how. <laughs> yeah. But all this stuff can be figured out in your dress, wherever you're getting dressed. No problem. If you know about it. Yeah. Just, and, and what we're trying to do is easily and quickly educate people. Here's what's happening. You decide. And whatever you decide, we'll tell you. This is how long this event should be. This is your starting point. This is how long you need for photos. This is how long you need for the first dance, for the toast, for the travel, for the bouquet. So all, all this stuff is there. Now that you have it, we then encourage you, now send this to all your vendors as a draft. Ask for their input. Yes. So someone, use photo as an easy one. Photographers are going to come back and say, oh, I see you got like 30 minutes for family photos. But listen, Sarah, you've got like, you've got this huge family. You've got like, you told me you got all these aunts and uncles and cousins. Your parents are divorced and they don't get along. And so we have to do them separately. I, and the way I photograph things and blah, blah, blah. We really need like 45 minutes. Great. Now I know. And change that to 45 minutes. Yeah. And then when you make that change in the site and you, you adjust these things, all the other times adjust automatically that, that need to be adjusted. So you don't have to do it manually. It's like, oh, we were supposed to do photos at um, these photos at like four o'clock, right? For example. And, and I, I'm going to add 15 minutes to this block. Then all the other relevant blocks that matter will change by that 15 minutes. So you start your day to accommodate. That's great. Then you don't even run the risk of making a math mistake, which right. There's no math. There, yeah. There's there's and and you and for those events, you you can't um, change the times. This is this is something that's that's hard for some people to to grasp. Uh, is that when you make a timeline, surprisingly, it's counterintuitive. You're not doing it based on time. The only time that matters is your ceremony time. Everything is based around that. Mm-hmm. The rest of what you're planning are events. What events, what event blocks are going in these spaces? And then we calculate the times. These are the times. Now, we do allow custom events. And those are things like lunch, yoga in the morning, or I don't know, whatever it might be. These events, you do set the clock time because they sit on top of the other events. So your hair and makeup is going from 10 a.m. to 1 to, I don't know, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., hair and makeup. You can put lunch at 12 p.m. Because that's not an event that everyone's paying attention to. It's just there. 
It doesn't need a duration. It just means I need food here at 12. So we have these two kind of things. Another thing that we do, which I've never seen done, but surprisingly, and it's important, is that you don't just, while you technically have one document, one page that's your timeline, you actually have three timelines. You have the timeline for partner A that's getting ready in the morning, timeline for partner B, and then the timeline when partner A and B come together. So when someone is looking at the timeline, especially in the morning, which is a very important time, you're not trying to decipher, okay, I'm not getting here, I'm not doing that, where am I? You know, what, typically when you and I see a timeline, we're doing a lot of deciphering. What, what's really happening here? Because you know, moving this box of stuff from point A to point B does not affect me, it's not relevant. What I really need to know is when is that person getting dressed or that, that event happened? So we have three timelines. Partner A, partner B, and then when they come together. And when they come together, it's going to be either at the first look or at the ceremony. And then everything else, then they know when they look at that, they're like, okay, cool. We're all looking at the same thing. It just reduces the cognitive load on someone, not only when they're playing, but on the wedding day itself. Not just for them, but also for the parents, the wedding party. While all these other things are happening, glance at the timeline and you should quickly be able to know what's happening. Yeah. I mean, takes a, a literally takes a load off your mind. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, that was all incredibly helpful information. I really appreciate you walking all of us through the timeline, what the timeline actually means, and, and the importance of the timeline from the beginning, um, which I think is, you're right, is very often overlooked until um, until couples are pretty far into the planning process. Um, even if you hire a wedding planner, you know, usually the timeline is coming in at the very end. Um, so that was really, really helpful information. Um, Human, where can our listeners find you online? Sure. The website is weddingdaytimeline.com. It's very easy and to the point. And then Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that is all, it's all on the site, but it's all at or slash wedding day timeline. Perfect. Um, so make sure that you all go over there, check that out. When you're planning your wedding, start from the timeline and then move forward from there. And of course, you can make edits. That's you as things change and develop, you can make changes. But it is uh, it is very very important. And of course, you don't need me to tell you that, given that you've just listened to all the reasons that it is super important to your day. Um, Human, thank you so much for joining me today. This was such a fun episode. Um, I just really appreciate it. And I really do. I love what you're doing. I think it's such a cool piece. And I think it's often so overlooked for, um, for couples planning their wedding day. Awesome. Sarah, thank you so much for having me. It was a great time. I had a lot of fun talking and, and please send me the photos of the underwater pumpkin carving. Uh Oh my gosh, I absolutely will. Maybe I'll post them on our Instagram too. We'll see how that goes. Um, you you, you got to do it. You got to do it. 
You all can find The Wedding Dish at The Wedding Dish Podcast on Instagram. We are theweddingdishpodcast.com. You can grab show notes. You'll get to see some um, pictures and all kinds of stuff and, and get all the behind the scenes information from Human too. Um, you can also apply to be a guest on the show. Um, and don't forget to tune in next week. We have um, we have some surprises coming up the rest of this season. So um, have a wonderful rest of your day. Follow, rate, and review, and cheers until next time.